So you've just graduated from college, you have a good job, and you live in a city that you want to stay in. What are your first steps to buying a home? Hey everybody, this is Melanie Atkinson, Realtor with Smith & Associates here in beautiful Tampa Bay, Florida. And today I am super excited to be joined here with one of my favorite mortgage lenders, Patrick Storch with The Mortgage Firm. And we are going to talk specifically about the first steps to getting a home mortgage loan. And Patrick is an expert. So thank you so much for being here today, Patrick. I think a lot of people don't know how to start the process of becoming qualified to purchase a home. They don't understand what to do in the very beginning. So we're gonna go way back to just what should people be doing when they graduate and they have their first job in order to be homeowners. Awesome, so first of all, Melanie, Thank you. You're welcome. I'm honored to be sitting next to you right now <laughs> talking about mortgages. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of myths and things about mortgages and a lot of people think that you have to have like 20% to put down on a mortgage to buy a house. And it's really not that way. And a lot of people think you have to be on the job for a long time. You don't have to be on the job for a long time. So. We finance um, our clients, you know, right out of college. That's really great news for people that are watching that are just out of college. So tell us what it takes and what steps people have to take in order to get a mortgage soon after college. Applying for a mortgage nowadays, it's not that difficult, okay? So you do have to have a job. You do have to have some money to put down on the house, but we have a lot of programs out there that, you know, if you're in college and you're just graduating, uh, we'll actually use your schooling as your job. Really? Yeah. So you don't have to be on the job for two years. So okay. let's just say you're in college, you have four years and you just graduate and you're starting your first job. Well, we're going to take you being in college as your job for the past. How do you put a, an income on those years? Okay. We don't actually. So you going to school, is good enough for us to use as previous income. So we do want you to have uh, a job. And in some instances, you don't even have to start your job and we can close your loan. I know, sounds crazy. <laughs> um, but these are programs that we have out now. But in general, getting a mortgage, uh, you have to qualify. You have to have income. Right. Uh, we look at what's called a debt to income ratio, how much income do you have? How much debt do you have? Right. Yes, we look at credit. Okay, we're gonna credit, talk about credit because that's important. an important one. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we look at assets. You have to have money to buy a house. In some instances, we can get you in for little to nothing. And in some instances, you get money back at closing. That sounds great. <laughs> when we closed the loan, I didn't get money back. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of programs out there but really what's important and what most people, what we call first time home buyers, right. you know, they're looking for their starter home. They're looking to get out of mom and dad's house. Right. So a lot of those programs just require, you know, 3% down. Okay. Okay. And the 3% down can actually come as a gift from mom and dad. Which is great. They might want to give that to you. Yeah. A lot of parents want to give that gift to their kids to sometimes get them out of the house. <laughs> Probably. Um, okay, so let's talk about one of the biggest pieces of, of that equation, which is credit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we've talked about it in the past um, about how to establish credit 
from a younger age. Because I think in today's day and age, people don't necessarily use credit cards, they use debit cards all the time and things like that. So how does a young person, say in college, start establishing credit so they can buy a house shortly after they graduate? Great question, because most of the problems that we have are, are people don't have credit, or if they do have credit, it's not real good. Right. So. Um, if you're starting out, we want you, believe it or not, we want you to get a couple credit cards. Okay. Okay. Now you can even get on a credit card with your mom and dad. Okay. And at an earlier age, if they add you to their credit card, that'll help your credit. Right. Okay. Now it is true. The higher the credit scores, the better it is for you in getting a mortgage. Right. It helps out with your interest rate. It helps out with qualifying. So you wanna have credit. So what we recommend our clients to do is uh, get a couple credit cards, um, apply. So in college, there's a lot of these on campus, you'll see a lot of Discovers and Visas. They actually come and give you credit cards. Right, they want you to I have remember, them. yes. So we want you to sign up for those. Okay, when you say for those, uh, how many are we talking? So I would say no more than two. Okay, Okay. no more than two. And don't max them out. Use them, pay them off monthly, or even let it roll a month or two, but just mostly pay them on time. Please pay them on time. Pay them on time. So if you don't have any credit scores at all, you get a couple credit cards. Within four months, they'll start reporting on the credit report. You might have you know 600 credit scores, but next thing you know, in six months, you'll have 700 credit scores. Okay, so what is the credit score that people should be aiming for? And then explain right. the difference in regular credit scores and mortgage credit scores. Yeah, that's a great question yeah. because we pull a mortgage credit report. We do not pull our credit reports from Credit Karma or the one of the credit card agencies. Right. Those are different credit score models. So a lot of times like a Credit Karma will say you have an 800 credit score, but you really have a 600 credit score. So it's very important that we, a mortgage professional, pull your credit report. Now, you don't have to have an 800 credit score to buy a house. Okay. Actually, a 580 is typically the lowest. Okay, well, we're going to encourage everybody to be higher than that. So to get your, your best mortgage rates, what would you tell them to have That's their credit great. score at? So you really want to be in the 700s. Okay, Okay. 700s. But it also depends on what type of mortgage that you're getting. A lot of first-time homebuyer mortgages, quite frankly, I want you to have a 640 or higher. 640 or higher, okay. So That will entry level, get you a nice interest rate, low down payment. Okay. Uh, something that you can afford. So you mentioned the 20% down on mortgages, and that's a principle that a lot of us have grown up with. If you put down 20%, you don't have to pay mortgage insurance, PMI, mm. and, that, and that increases your monthly costs. But most first-time homebuyers don't have 20%. Mm. So let's explain what PMI is mm -hmm. and how it goes away eventually and, and things like that so people understand yeah. not to be afraid of that extra cost. Yeah, so everyone is just so scared of PMI or private mortgage insurance. And really what private mortgage insurance, um, it's to protect the lender. Right. It has nothing to do with the borrower. They think that mortgage insurance is going to protect them if they default on the house. And that's not true. Right. So the lender, by allowing the borrower to put down less than 20%, mm -hmm the lender wants to have insurance in case the loan is defaulted on. There's a third party, a mortgage insurance company that will indemnify them for that 
that period above 20%. Right. Nowadays, PMI, it's not real expensive. Okay. Okay, so it's based on a monthly premium. And then here again, the higher the credit score, the lower the PMI. Okay. Depending on the type of mortgage that you're doing. Okay. So now in some of our loans, the PMI or private mortgage doesn't go away. It's there for the life. And which type of loan is that's That's specifically talking about an FHA, an a FHA government loan. type loan. But don't be scared of that because we do so many FHA loans. The mortgage insurance is not that much. Right. And you're not going to have this loan forever. Right. So again, <laughs> most people who buy their first home don't stay in their first home for for a lot of years. It's more of a starter. So don't be afraid if you want to get an FHA loan to uh, yeah, about absolutely. PMI. I have uh, clients who have bought in several houses that we put them into an FHA loan. It just makes sense. Right. And what we're looking to do is we want to find out you know what type of payment you want, what price of the house you want. How much assets do you have? We don't want to use all your money to buy the no. house. Right. We want you to have money left over after the closing. So in some instances, you want to do an FHA or a government type loan and you put down low down payment. I'd much rather see my clients pay off debt right. and put down less on a house. Okay. Much, much better. Well, interest rates are still fairly low right now, so that makes sense. A lot of people, when they get out of college, they are renters. They think that that's all they can do, so they choose to rent, or they want the flexibility that comes with renting. But there are some people that are established and they want to stay in the city that they're in, and they want to have roots. So explain to everybody watching the benefits of owning a home versus renting a home. Great, great question, great. So owning a house and renting. So um, if you're renting a home, it's never yours. Right. Okay, you're always gonna have a landlord. Um, you're paying the landlord's mortgage. And if you stay in that home renting for 30 years, you've now paid off that house, landlord's yeah. house. Mm -hmm. Now, wouldn't it be much more beneficial to you to pay off that home yourself and it to be for you? So, renting and home ownership. So, home ownership allows you to build equity your payments goes goes towards your home. Right. It's your home. You can paint the walls whatever you want to paint them, plant whatever you want. You don't have to worry about having a landlord. So it's almost like your own 401k. You're That's a good planning. Way to put it. Yeah, you're planning for the future. So another advantage of rent versus own is your monthly payment pretty much stays the same. Right. Rentals. Your landlord can raise your rent up and down. That's very true. And in the hot areas, that happens a lot. I know it's happened a lot around here recently. So let's go into another topic and talk about some mistakes that young people mm. make. And then they don't know how to fix them. Yeah. So in order to, to buy a house. So let's talk about some of the, the most common mistakes other than the not having established credit that we already talked about. That's great. Well, I'm going to touch on the credit because okay. the credit is a big one. A lot of um, our clients, they take out these credit cards and things. And so let's say you take out a credit card and the payment's $10 a month. Well, you're like, well, that's not that big of a deal. I'll just let it roll for two months and then pay $20. Oh, that's yeah, a big no, no. You can't do that. You can't do that. But we have so many clients, they think it's okay. 
Right. So that is a problem because okay. then it's a late payment on your credit report. When you have a late payment on your credit report, it takes six months, 12 months. If you have a late payment on a mortgage, if you have a house, you can't buy another house for 12 months. That late payment, it hurts you. Right. Um, so the credit and paying your bills is the number one problem that we have. Okay. Another big problem we have is let's say you do get a job and we, people don't stay on their jobs. They're job hoppers. Okay. Okay. So you really want to, you know, when you start your career, stay on the job. We like two years. You don't have to, but some of our clients, they go every two, three months, they jump to a different job. Okay. That's not good stability. Okay. So we're going to look at that. So that's another problem that we have. And another big problem is money in the bank. So we like money in the bank. Of course. We don't <laughs> like money at home. Okay. So cash. Mortgage companies don't like cash. Okay, which I, I don't think is necessarily something that people would think about. So, so what do you mean by money in the bank? In a checking account? Yeah. In a savings account? Absolutely. So let's talk about retirement accounts. Maybe they've been working for two years and they have an established 401k. Can they mm -hmm. use that money? Absolutely. So we have a lot of our clients that they'll borrow or take a hardship for, from their 401k to purchase a house. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I really don't want you to touch your 401k, but if you're, you're investing it in the market in the 401k or you're investing in a real estate, right. so it's both going to appreciate. So I'm, I'm fine with that. But what we don't like is a lot of people, they don't trust the banks. So they keep all this cash at home. Cash at home is not good for us because the government wants that money documented. Okay. Right. So we encourage you to put your money in the bank. It's okay. The banks are not going to go out of business and keep your money. Okay. It's not going to happen. So put your money in the bank, leave it in there, and then we're going to verify that you have the money. Right. Right, lots of verification that goes on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Patrick, so we've talked about some of the mistakes that people make and, and things like that and gotten in-depth into what you offer. Let's talk about how they actually apply for a mortgage. Mm. There's a lot of high-tech ways that people can apply for a mortgage to see if they qualify. Absolutely, so nowadays there's a lot of high-tech um, ways to apply for a mortgage. So. We do a lot of online applications, okay. okay? In the past, it was always seeing all our clients that come into the office. I don't see a lot of my clients anymore. I love to see them, but because of the automation that we have, you can, from your phone, you can fill out a mortgage application. You can get pre-approved right away. That's great. I mean, it's really amazing. Now, you can't go off of those 100%. You still need to speak to somebody. So don't get too caught up in the tech because this is one of the biggest purchases you're going to make in your life. Right. And I've talked about that in previous videos of mine of the difference between just putting your information in and actually getting the documentation Correct. to a lender. And I know that you are one of the lenders that likes to have documentation. It's one of the reasons that a lot of my buyers use you is because you like to qualify people as much as you possibly can mm -hmm. prior to them going out and getting, um, uh, putting a contract on a house. Mm -hmm. So, but the first step is something that they can do online. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, so is, the application right. online and then a lot of our, so in the past we'd have to get all kinds of bank statements, tax mm -hmm. returns, um, W2s, 1099s, and, and it's daunting. It yeah. really is. I mean, it's a lot of paperwork. So nowadays with automation, 
uh, a lot of times we don't even need to see one of your bank statements or we don't need tax returns or pay stubs or W-2s. The automation that we have, we can actually go out there and get it for you. Oh, wow, that makes it a lot easier. It makes it a lot easier. So um, it's not for everybody. Right. You have to have like a, um, a W-2 job, uh, you know, work 40 hours a week. If you're a self-employed borrower, then we're gonna be asking for your tax returns right. and things like that. So it has gotten easier to get a mortgage. Okay, so Patrick, all of this is fantastic information. So let's just wrap it up and I'm gonna ask you a couple things. Should young people be intimidated by going out to get a mortgage? The answer is no. What is the number one thing that you want young people, say 18 years old, to start doing? Great, so I want them to work on their credit. Okay, so, and as we said in the beginning, a credit card or two pay on time to establish credit. That's correct. Okay. Are there loan programs out there for people who don't have a lot of cash on hand? Yes, there are. Okay. Okay, Patrick, thank you so much for the information. If you are a buyer looking to buy in the Tampa Bay area, Patrick is such a fantastic resource. And one of the things that I recommend, even though there's a lot of online outlets to find information, just call them here. They are local lenders who are really, really excited to help people that have questions. So Patrick, how can they get in touch with you? So the best way would be to call us at our office, but we are online as well. So you can reach out on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. Uh, but you know, we pride ourselves as a local lender. So we'd love for you to come by our office and we'd love to meet with you in person. Right. And I think if you meet in person, that takes away some of the anxiety yeah, of the definitely. process for sure. It's, you know, it's easy for people to go online, but it still doesn't really give you an idea of, of what it's going to be like. And you guys can help them really understand the process. Yeah, and we like to call it wow service. So we don't want to treat you just like a regular bank. Right. Okay. We're going to take care of you. If you do need a bank statement or something, we're going to help you get it. Okay, great. So everybody out there that's watching, if you need a mortgage in the Tampa Bay area, please give Patrick a call at The Mortgage Firm. You've been listening to the Melanie Loves Tampa Bay podcast experience. Thank you for your support. Consider subscribing if you want to learn about real estate, homeownership, or living in the Tampa Bay area. You can also follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Links are in my show notes. Or visit my website, melanielovestampabay.com. See you in the next episode. With love, Melanie.